I think that's great. Those of you who joined this morning, you joined that. We're not a standalone church here in Butler, Pennsylvania. We're a part of an organization called the Christian Missionary Alliance that has over 700 international workers in 60 countries around the globe. And for the last 114 years, Community Alliance Church has been a part of God's incredible plan of taking the life-changing gospel of Jesus, joining with thousands of disciples down through the ages to take that message to the end of the earth. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's something to be praised about. Whether we ever go or not, we are so blessed to be a part of it all. We pray, we bless, we give, we send. We're part of something incredible. Deuteronomy chapter 6, God stopped the children of Israel on their journey, and he said to them this, Every so often, I want you to stop and praise. Every so often, I want you to stop and remember what I have done. I never want you to forget. I want you to love me with every fiber of your being. I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want to be number one in your life. And I want to make sure you impress that onto your children. Let them know what God has done. They aren't carrying the Bible around with them. So you've got to tell them over and over again what God has done. You've got to remind them of how faithful I have been to them. You have to remember where you were, what you were, the bondage you were in, the journey I have you on, and now where I'm taking you to this land flowing with milk and honey. you got to tell that story over and over again. Visualize it in any way you can. Put it up somewhere. Post it on your door. Recognize who I am, what I did, and how exciting it is to be a part of this journey with me. And I'm saying to you, please don't ever forget. Because my biggest fear is once you get there, and once you realize how blessed you are and all that I have done, you will forget what you've come from. You will forget what I have done. And you will think somehow you've accomplished it on your own. I never want you to forget. And so once a year here at Community Alliance Church, we don't forget. We remember. We celebrate. We praise what God has done and what God is doing. Over 3,000 churches in the United States alone close their doors every year. I'm excited to be a part of something that isn't even considering closing, but continues to expand and grow. Next Sunday morning, we're going to officially launch a new series. Going to go to the end of April on Eight Weeks with Jesus. I want to begin this morning with just a, a little bit of it and remind us of what one of Jesus' primary missions were. It's in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. The Son of Man, he's describing himself, let me let you know why I did what I did. Let me let you know why I came to this earth to begin with. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Number of assumptions. One is people are lost without Christ. The other is I've come looking for them. I not only came looking for them, I want to rescue them. And God's been on that journey for thousands of years, exactly what he did with the children of Israel. He wants to do with all of us who are lost without Christ, and every single one of us without Jesus are lost. And he sent his son so that he could allow us the opportunity to be called sons and daughters of the living God. A couple of months ago, we celebrated Christmas, and in that process, I was reminded again, as wonderful as it was to celebrate the coming of Christ how he never talked about how he came, but only why he came. 
Had I been Jesus, which I know you're thankful that I'm not, had I been Jesus every once in a while, I would have brought it up. Imagine what it was like for Jesus to go with his disciples and all of a sudden go to a place where they really didn't have good accommodations. And one or two of the disciples began to complain. You know, we thought we were going to stay in a Hilton. This is a holiday and we're not really impressed. And Jesus would look over to them, had I been him every once in a while, and said, seriously, I was born in a barn. So don't talk to me about these accommodations. I was born in a barn. Well, just not what we expected it to be. I had animals in my stable. So don't talk to me about the cockroaches. In, no, never mind. <laughs> had I been Jesus, which again, you're thankful I'm not, I would have said to John, who was his favorite, by the way, John, I know you like me best. I don't know who came to your birthday parties, but let me tell you who came to my second birthday party. Three magi from the east. I mean, they come all the way from Persia and brought me gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I don't know who came to your party, but let me tell you who came to mine. Aren't you thankful I wasn't Jesus? Jesus never, ever mentioned how he came, but he told us over and over and over again why he came. To seek and to save the lost. He came to die on a cross, to pay the ultimate price for our sin, and he would offer that to every single person who wanted to take advantage of that. He came to rise from the dead and reveal the power of God over sin and death. He came to invite all of humanity, not just a few, not just the select, not just the good ones, not just the rich ones, but all of humanity to take advantage of his offer of salvation. And once we do, once we take it, opportunity to invite Christ into our life and recognize what we were, what he did, and who we are now. He invites us to join with him in carrying out his mission of taking the life-changing gospel of Jesus everywhere we go. And it is life-changing. I mean, think about your life for a moment and how you've been changed. The denomination that you and I are a part of, the denomination that you joined this morning are a part of God's incredible plan. Do you not find it unbelievable that the God of the universe who formed the world, made the world, sustains the world, invites you and I to join him in rescuing people and bringing them to him? That doesn't amaze you? Then you must think really well of yourself. I'm shocked. That the God of the universe who sustains the world, put it all together, keeps it moving, created it, invites you and I to join him on this effort to be able to rescue lost humanity and bring them to salvation in himself. I just think it's incredible that God would do that. When you look through this report, every once in a while, you'll see a, a glimpse of some of the things, just a small glimpse of some of the small parts we play in God's incredible plan. There are some fun facts in it, along with some overall snapshots and statistics of what God is doing here at Community Alliance Church. Did you notice that of the $2.8 million that God has blessed us with, almost 600000 was given to missions and ministries beyond our church? Did you notice that when you read it? Of the two point... Last service, I had to wind them up, so thank you for responding. Of the $2.8 million that God has blessed us with, almost 600000 was given to ministries and missions beyond our door. That's an incredible worth of praise. 21% of what we took in, we gave out. One-fifth of what we brought in was given to ministries beyond our doors. We also want to celebrate what God is doing inside our doors and to our community. 
Over and over again, you'll hear things, and we'll talk about things with Life Choices and Fishbones and other ministries. You can't even imagine how many dozens and dozens of community events or ministries or services come and use our facilities. When we opened this doors up 10 years ago, it's hard to believe, we wanted to make sure that every entity in this Butler County area had the opportunity to use it in some way or the other, and dozens literally have taken advantage of it. A couple of months ago, I asked one of our new staff, Star, who works for Keith, and I said to her, now what's it like being on this side of all of that? She said, after 12 years of sitting in a pew, I had absolutely no idea what it takes to run it, to keep it going, to meet all the needs, to answer all the questions, to do everything that God is doing here at Community Alliance Church. It's incredible. Look how many children and young people are, we're blessed to minister to. 33 came to faith in Jesus Christ in Vacation Bible School this summer. Last night at our venison dinner, you had to see it to believe it. Every single speaker we ever brought in here is blown away when they see that particular event. It runs like a fine-tuned machine. Dozens and dozens of people all over this campus doing hundreds of things to serve the nine, almost 900 men and boys and gals that came in here to our service together last night. 21 of them came to faith in Christ last night. 43 committed themselves to follow that relationship with Jesus. The prayer that we want you to have is a follow-up, not just enough to raise a hand or sign a card, but to say, I really want to continue in this journey with Jesus. I don't just want to cross the line to make sure I'm okay for that moment. I want to continue in that journey with Jesus. Pray that in three weeks when they're invited to a breakfast, they'll come and say, what are the next steps? How can I continue in this journey with Christ? I don't want to just stay here. A few weeks ago, 22 young people started their journey with Jesus, came to faith in Christ between Thursday night and Sunday night ministry. 22 young people started their journey with Jesus. Over 45, almost 45% of our congregation is involved in some form of a life group. Started a new ministry this year. It's not a new ministry at other places, but it is to us. With 30 to 40 people every single week in Alpha coming to find out some next steps, some new things, things they never knew, things they needed to be reminded of about their journey with God. Asking all kinds of questions, wanting to grow, wanting to deepen their walk with God. Do not skip over the pages so fast that you miss some of the incredible things that God is doing. And we want to do even more. Bring more and more people to Jesus. A number of years ago, I tried to think this morning, probably about 15 years ago now, I went to one of the local funeral homes and I was looking for a family that I knew had some knowledge of, it had no connection to our church, that had recently lost her husband. I walked through the funeral home trying to find out the, the last name and the family dynamics and I walked around one of the rooms and I, I saw a picture that I still to this day, 15 years later, can't get out of my mind, woke up at 5 o'clock this morning knowing this message, picturing this picture. She was there by herself, leaning over the casket, and when she got up, she looked around with the most lost look that you can imagine. She had no knowledge of where her husband was eternally. She had nothing, absolutely nothing in her life to hold on to at that moment. And that look of lostness, that look of hopelessness, that look of emptiness, that look of no foundation in her life, now walking through the most difficult experience of her life, Prayed for that lady every single time God brings her to my mind. I never want to see that look. You and I have the opportunity 
time after time after time again to offer what we have found in Jesus to those who are looking for answers to life, who are walking through the deepest valleys of their life, who are literally lost without anything to hold on to in the midst of all the challenges of life. In a couple of weeks, you're going to see a couple of crosses near the stage. I think they're going to be over on one side or the other in this context here. And they're going to stand as visual reminders of one of our primary missions, and that is to reach more and more people for Christ. On one cross, you're going to see a, an opportunity to, to put a name and to write their name of someone you're praying for that you would love to see come to Jesus. Now, we're going to do it as discreet as possible, but we would love for you to know every single Sunday there's somebody that you're praying for. Maybe it's one time you put it up, maybe there are three or four people, and sometime during our worship experience, just love for you to get up out of where you are, go over there, put it on a piece of paper, nail it to the cross, and say, I would love to see that individual come to faith in Jesus. Now, you've probably been praying for them. You've probably maybe invited them. You've been encouraging them. But it will stand as a visual reminder of the people we would love to see find what we have found in Jesus. And i got to believe that all of us have someone like that. On the other side over here is going to be another cross, so that when they found Jesus, whether it be that person or somebody else or one of our ministries, we're also going to put the names over here. We'll again be discreet. But if somebody who's beginning their journey with Jesus, and we're going to celebrate that fact. It may be during the service. It may be a part of the service. Whatever we're going to do, it's a celebration of what we want to see people who are lost to find Jesus and know beyond the shadow of a doubt that we're seeing it on a regular basis. The end of the year, take all the names down and start all over again because it's a new opportunity and a new journey to reach more and more people for Christ. There are a few seats left here. And we would love to see your friends, your family members, people that you know find Jesus. I am absolutely convinced that we do a phenomenal job of helping people grow in their faith, deepen their walk with God in life groups and Sunday morning classes and ladies' Bible studies and men's Bible studies, children and youth programs that provide great opportunities for our children to grow in faith and mature as they face the challenges of life. For those of you who are finished raising children, can you imagine raising them again in the challenges they're facing today? It gives us an opportunity to pray for those ministries and pray for those who are involved and pray for the parents and the families who are involved. The challenges that our children and youth are facing today are overwhelming. And we have the opportunity every single week to minister to dozens and dozens and dozens. We want to do even more of getting people in the door and providing you with tools to share your faithful faith for people who never come in the door. When you look at the life and ministry of Jesus, one of the things you cannot help but notice is how he ministered to people from all walks of life, from every social, every ethnic, every economic background, and people flocked to him because he had something to offer. And he still does, and so do we, because we offer them Jesus. We don't offer them great facilities and great ministries and great opportunities and great people and great coffee or any of that. We offer them Jesus. And one of the things that stood out over and over again, even to the religious people of his day, is they couldn't believe how many flocked to him. He said, we've never had anybody teach like this. We've never seen anything like this. That same Jesus is the same Jesus we offer to people who are desperately looking for answers in life. And we get to do that on a regular basis. Let me ask you a couple of questions. How many of you, you've got to raise your hands on this. How many of you honestly have found that your life has been changed or transformed by Jesus in some way or the other? 
How many of you? All right. How many of you have somebody in your sphere of influence that you would love to see find what you have found in Jesus? Raise your hand. Almost the same amount of people. Now, I'm not going to ask you this question because I want to put you on a spot. Because the question obviously would be, what are you doing? How are you sharing your faith? Are you sharing your faith? I'm not going to ask you that question, but can you imagine what it would be like if we more consistently and specifically and sometimes even visually began to pray for some of those that we have in our sphere of influence who we would love to see what we found in Jesus to come to faith in him. Can you even imagine what that's going to be like as we pray over and over again for opportunities and have tools in our hands and the opportunity to share what we have found in Christ? Now, Dozens of people already have. We've got families all over our campus. I've mentioned them in the last couple of weeks who have found faith in Christ. Their friends are here. Their family is here. Their co-workers are here. And they found Jesus. We just want to create a culture where it happens more often and more specifically so that we can visually see what God has been doing in this journey of bringing people who need Jesus into faith with him and begin their journey. Any of you here remember our... I'm curious now that you have to raise your hand how many of you remember being in our old sanctuary? Okay, look around the room for a minute. We almost half the people are only in knowing this new sanctuary, which is intriguing. A number of years ago, I did a wedding in our old sanctuary. Two or three years later, after having a baby, I did the baby dedication in this sanctuary. The family who didn't come here at all was from another state, came here to the dedication. One of the family members to me said, you guys really redecorated And I said, pardon me? He said, is this where they got married? I said, well, it's in the same building, but it's a little bit different than what the other one was. He said, I thought, that's a really amazing job in decoration. <laughs> Those of you who remember being in that old sanctuary, on a large stone pillar in the center of the stage, or the left side or right side of the stage, depending on how you looked at it, was a large wooden cross. And 15 years ago, we said every single Sunday when you come to service, if that cross is lit, it means somebody came to faith in Christ. If the cross is unlit, we have a journey to do. We have something to do to help them find what we have found in Jesus. Any of you remember that? That's the cross. Now, you need to know that cross has been lit for nine years. There are almost 10 years that we've been in here. We haven't led people to Christ or seen people come to faith in Christ every single Sunday. We just lit the cross one Sunday and never turned the light off. So I thought, what, what could we do? What else could we do in this sanctuary, whether it be this year, next year, or whatever? What, what could we do to visualize one of our primary missions in being able to do everything we can to see people that we know we would love to see, we would pray for, come to find faith in Christ? An idea I heard from someone else, there's nothing new under the sun. I saw a, a version of that somewhere else, and I thought, I wonder what we could do here to be able to visually demonstrate one of the primary missions of who we are and reaching people who need Christ. We still have dozens and dozens of them coming to Christ every single year, but it's another opportunity to do what we want to do, and that is visually recognize and be aware of one of the things God has called us to do. We're going to do as much as we can to continue to partner with other ministries and opportunities to reach our community. We're going to continue to be a part of this great denomination of taking this gospel to the end of the earth. A few weeks ago, the president of our denomination, John and Joanna Stumbo, put out a video, and, and uh, Connie and I had the opportunity to be with he and Joanna for dinner 
just three weeks ago, and he said, please make sure you share this with your congregation because I want to say specifically thank you to Community Alliance for what you have done in partnering with us in ministries around the world. I don't know if you heard the stats a little bit ago. 2,000 churches in the CNMA, 22,000 churches overseas. 6.3 million people are attending an Alliance Church today. Just in the United States, 37 different languages of people who are celebrating the goodness and grace of God. Isn't it great to be a part of that? John just wants to say thank you. Hi, I'm John Stumble, president of the Christian Missionary Alliance. We're coming to you from our home in Colorado Springs. And I'm Joanna. We'd like to thank you for your generous support of the Great Commission Fund this past year. It's been a great year for the Christian Missionary Alliance, and your support has been a significant part of that, and we just have to say thank you. This year, John and I have traveled to churches and ministries here in the States and around the world. We've seen firsthand the difference your support is making in the lives of so many. On behalf of those we've met personally and the thousands of others who have found hope and a future in Jesus, thank you. Your ongoing support will continue to send new workers and create gospel access to those who still haven't had the opportunity to experience Christ's love. Please take a few minutes to review the 2018 Alliance Impact Report that's available online. This will give you a chance to see for yourself some of the impact that your contributions and prayers have made. Your gifts to the Great Commission Fund and the specific overseas projects play a critical role in seeing Christ's kingdom fulfilled in our neighborhoods and nations. So again, thank you for your partnership with us and with the Greater Alliance family as we fulfill our calling to be one of those end times families that God has raised up to complete the Great Commission. A couple of years ago when we started doing this on a Sunday morning and this kind of book that somebody said to me, well, it just sounds like a great advertisement for our church. I'm just thrilled we have something to advertise. I'm thrilled we have something to give away. It's not who we are or what we're all about or how great our facilities are, our music or any of that is. It's about how great our God is and an opportunity to partner with him and all of those around the globe who are doing everything we can before he returns. Someday this, ends, this world's going to end. God's going to return. Jesus is going to call us home. Until then... We want to be about taking the next step in people's lives to bring them to faith in Christ, to what we have found in Jesus. I'm thrilled that we're not one of those 3,000 churches that are closing their doors. I'm thrilled that we're seeing more and more people come to faith in Christ. We want to continue in that journey here, in other places, and around the globe. In your bulletin is that ballot. And what I'd love for you to do, if you're a member, this is your integrity. This morning, if you're a member, check member. A couple other things you can do, the slate of officers for... Um, the, the elder board elect two, just circle it two that you would like to see serve on the deacons board that minister to widows and shut-ins fold it in half when you walk out this door in a minute you can put it in that glass uh, box there on your way out, somebody will tally it we'll tell you next Sunday what those are, names are Dave's going to start with this song, my, one of my again favorite songs, We Will Remember listen carefully to the words fill that out while they're starting it and then at a given moment when you're done, you just stand and join us. Listen, though, carefully to the words that we're sharing this morning in this song and what we've just talked about in these last 20 minutes.